0: I'm Chase, and I'm Timothy, and this is Customer Service. Good morning, Chase. How are we today? Big, Brondo, How are we doing, baby?
1: Just fine. It's a, uh, it's a
0: Tuesday. It's yeah. kinda hot in our little podcast room. Crazy. I guess so sweaty. We get in
1: here. I think what it is, we get in here and we get talking, and this place becomes all carbon dioxide. <laughs> oh my at god. A point. Just our hot air coming yeah. out of our mouth. Um but it's been nice out lately. It's been it's been like American football weather outside for a few days. You know, you know has, what I'm talking speaking about? of which, we need to order that American football. I banner. know we got to get it going. Well, and also speaking of like, you know, uh weird specific music, we have a very good guest on today. We should waste no time on and get right into. This is Jeremy Dean, aka Dean's Nuts. Um he is like uh I don't know man like it's like I feel like everybody knows him. He's one of these guys. Everybody knows him and not everyone knows how but they just know him cuz he's out there and he you does cool him, shit. Yeah. He he's worked for a ton of different companies doing design work. He's obviously, you know, house industries uh you know works with John Mayer and the Grateful Dead and doing Sick ass bootleg shit. I mean, he's just—he's the man. I mean, like it's like all the cool stuff that uh, you're into. I feel like you owe him a little piece of, you know. You, so, you're gonna unfortunately hear me and Timothy go back
0: about hardcore and
1: about the Midwest. Yeah. So if you don't like the, when we do that, you can tune out now. But, uh, but <laughs> no, no, it's, but it's really super t- insightful. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the guy who was—he's—he's who, he's been in it and through it, and he's—you uh, know—he's—he's he's one of the OGs. So it was really cool yep. to talk to him about this kind of stuff specifically, and then also obviously getting. To hear Chase like kind of nerd out on design shit and yeah, type yeah. and everything is awesome. So, so this is a cool one. Uh, I was really honored that he agreed to do it, and it's uh, you know we have kind of known about him for ages, so it was really cool to finally sit down and yeah. chat it out. So yeah, yeah. kind of a long one. So it's uh, yeah, yeah, we it's, ca- it's, we really settle in. We got yeah, comfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So like I said, let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it with uh, Jeremy Dean. Yeah, let's do it.
2: Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot.
1: so it's funny that's why I was asking because I'm like I I knew of you before that but it was simply from I think it's like simply from like I mean well house industries kind of because I knew like the names but I didn't have faces and then like through Instagram and stuff from like I was definitely I have some of like the first like you know, discover the wonders of black flag shit and stuff, oh. but I know it would have been like the first stuff. Cause it was like, it was like when Instagram still looked like shit. Yeah. I mean? Yeah. 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 That's when I, and that's, yeah. when I sta- that's when I started. That's when I started. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so that's that, crazy. That was,
2: which was probably what, like, you know, 2012, something like that's that. what i, I yeah. would have said
1: 20 i was going say mm-hmm. somewhere between 2012 and 2014 yeah. in there was like the yeah. yeah yeah that's that's crazy is that like really where that kind of got started was on instagram um uh, it was that portion of things yeah, obviously yeah like yeah
2: I mean, it, what, in terms of just, like, me making shirts and, 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 and stuff like well, that?
1: Well, it, it, I guess it was at least, at least that sort of, like, kind of, like, that bootleg sort of looks, you know what I mean? Yeah, that Yeah, kind of I
2: was bored out of my mind, basically, and I had started, like, you know, we had done House 33. That was on a break. Mm-hmm. Um, I had done a small T-shirt line a couple of years prior, actually multiple, a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And then I just sort of never had, like... The motivation to keep a quote-unquote real t-shirt project going there was no like yeah like it was like oh another season like that to me does not agree with my add and my yeah. just and everything and, and, and everything yeah. else. like to keep me engaged right so i had done i had done like This little graphic, just because I was obsessed with like the connection of like, you know, as a kid, I knew all these dead, like all these hardcore dudes who like then became deadheads. This was like late 80s, like er, going into the early 90s. Like all the, all the, all all the straight edge, all the straight edge kids that I like older, some of, especially the older straight edge guys that I knew, like in the later 80s, by like 1990 or so, they were all like full on like in Grateful Dead mode.
0: Yeah. And so 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 it's been happening for a minute cuz me and Timothy yes. just talked about this cuz here in Boulder I've said it on the pod before but Boulder is Boulder shows out for the dead. Yeah. In in, in a way that
1: like you know I think you, outside of like San Francisco it's like it's hard crazy. to parallel, you yeah. know what I mean? But we had a lady in the yeah. shop
0: years ago when the shop first opened and um she's like oh my god I used to live here in Boulder and when did you guys open the shop this used to be uh, a flower store this and that and then she she takes a moment and she goes huh oh, Jerry was still in the band and it yeah. was like she was dating her time in Boulder by like the Grateful Dead yeah, lineup yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like that's crazy that's, that's yeah, yeah. So, so, the,
2: so the Boulder shows are amazing I've been I went to a couple of uh, we went out to a couple of those and they were just unbelievable and um, yeah so yeah I can I can understand the parallels they are well, well, and just so fantastic. you know where
1: we're coming from too, to qualify ourselves a bit. Yep. Plus, it's like if we go, I th- I think the podcast would shut down if we didn't bring it up every single episode. <laughs> but we we were we were like we're both from like the Midwest. I'm from Indiana originally, and Chase is from Ohio. And we were like really big into hardcore uh, as kids, like yeah. you know, straight edge and all mm-hmm. that. And like you know, I played in bands and toured a little bit. And you know, Chase has like an X tattooed on yeah, his I foot. Yeah, I was going to say, I to myself. I have a
0: huge X on my foot in aerial font. Wow. But
1: we never we never <laughs> somehow. Made (laughs) made the transition to being into the dead. But I, but I wondered from your perspective, it's like what happened? Because it's like, I can't think of a band that almost feels like the opposite of hardcore more than the grateful dead. Like in this, in the sensibility in a lot of ways, it's similar Mm -hmm. tons of ways. It's similar, but also in like the kind of core values, it feels light years against it like the sound couldn't be any further from it <laughs> yeah. the topics couldn't be any further iconography is different the like the like st- straight edge versus doing a bunch of drugs so like what do you think it is that like is it like the it's very similar to the diy culture i understand it, that
2: yeah i there's so there's a it's very interesting isn't it it's it, and it's always sort of fascinated me and that's mm-hmm. what sort of like it led me down this rabbit hole at, at, at multiple times. Like, so I would keep meeting these people. Right. And you know, most of these guys are my friends and they'd be like, well, yeah, you know, I was going to, I was going to CBs in 85, 86 mm-hmm. and skating. <laughs> yeah. And then like, yeah, by like 88, I was following the debt. And you're like, well, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Like,
1: what do you, what do you, so besides mean? weed, what happened? Yeah. Like,
2: and you're sort of like, wow, like what is this? And I, it, it, I, you know, I can't completely put my finger on it. Um, there is a correlation. There's so many people that are, have been, or are in the hardcore scene that, you know, just also find, like, I think that with a lot of people too, like, so, especially, so my height, like one of my high school best friends who had like, you know, like a shaved head and, and was like, you know, there's like, kind of hardcore skate kid, But the first band yep. he loved was the Grateful Dead. And that never left. It wasn't like, oh, I'm not into this anymore. So I think there's a lot of factors, right? There's when you're re- like, there, there was like the 80s kids who early on either had parents who were like ex-hippies and they mm-hmm. had those records in the house. So they would listen to them because they're very easily digestible for a you know a, a six seven to you know 10 11 year old kid right mm-hmm. my my next door neighbor growing up who he his mom had american beauty working man's dead the first sabbath record <laughs> and like pink floyd's the wall they were like a couple of years younger than my parents and but we, we would listen to those records we'd be, and then we'd yeah. be sort of like these are weird you know like or that Sabbath record scares the shit out of me. You know, I was like seven years old.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: But like, so I think there's a, there's that, right. There's that thing where it's like for some, for a lot of people I know it was sort of their kind of their first introduction to music. I can kind of trace it back to it. Like there's like a couple of bands, right. Of that, of that era. Like for me, it was kiss for a couple of my friends. It was iron maiden or Zeppelin or the Beatles or the dead. Like, you know, and for those, for the ones that had the dead as their intro to music, but then maybe moved on to punk or hardcore or, or hip hop or whatever it is, that sort of that love for that band remained. Um, and I think that's, you know, I think that's one aspect of all of this stuff. I think there's another thing where you just like there was a time when I just couldn't escape it. Right. Like as a, when I was a teenager, it was like, if you weren't, you know, into, if you weren't into, you know, like the handful of us that were into hardcore and then the, everybody else was like at some point, some listened to the dead in some capacity. And then others were like way into it. So like they'd be playing live tapes or they'd be doing X, Y, Z and going to see them and whatever. And I, you know, it was when I really sat down and listened to them, I was surprised at how much I knew. Because it had just yeah. sort of been like stuck Pretty, into my brain yeah. as a kid and it never left. Um, yeah. And it just for me, it just took me until I kind of just mellowed out a little bit to kind of understand it a little bit. More. I was you that know, makes sense. I, but I still crave like loud and somewhat exhausting music. Yeah, you know, sure. Um, but I was never like a heavy metal dude ever.
1: You know? Um, What's well, funny, because it's just, like... It's, like, the Grateful Dead obviously comes with the whole, like, community and trading tapes, yeah. and once you're involved, you're involved with everybody. Like, like yeah. Chase and I might not have followed the exact same set of... Hard- well, they're pretty close, because we're from the Midwest, but, <laughs> it, like, the exact same set of hardcore bands, but, like, we fully understand each other because we understand the scene, and I think mm-hmm. that yeah. that's, like, part of it, mm-hmm. but it's, like... But it's interesting, because it's, like, I I, I also... I get where you're coming from. Like Kiss makes sense to me. Like the theatrics and the like blood and the craziness yeah. and like and it's gothy. And like I I get how you like make that connection to hardcore. Where it's like the community is the only other thing I can feel like is like the gateway in there. Because I I, well, I guess like and Kiss had that to a certain extent. It might have been more merchandise driven, but it oh, definitely 100%, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, It was definitely there's like a collectability and like a there's a certain like nerdiness to it that I think that, I well, think that like a hardcore too, that I think works. Wha- Whereas like, yes. you don't ever hear about guys like being into like, yes, or Emerson Lake and Palmer or any of that kind of like nerdy no. s- psychedelic stuff. Like you do like grateful dead. Not, not at all.
2: And I think it's, it's interesting to me too, because you, you mentioned the sort of the collectability and the nerdiness to it. Like, yes, tape trading, hardcore, grateful dead, you know, collecting the records, yeah. hardcore, grateful dead t-shirts. Hardcore and Grateful Dead, but also <laughs> yep. what uh, there's also an interesting parallel. Now you guys own a store, right? And you're you probably and you've been involved in the apparel industry in some capacity for a long time. Mm-hmm. Think about how yeah. many hardcore dudes are into that stuff too. So many, okay. it's insane. It's, in, it's a tremendous it's amount. Insane, yeah. and it started from yeah. <laughs> sneakers and T-shirts yep. and all of that stuff. And skateboarding 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 was huge. You know, it was like, well, I got to get this t-shirt and I got to get this board and I got to get the, well, these sneakers are the ones that everybody's wearing now or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Right. And that, you know, and I mean, that sent me down a lifelong path of pain as well, because it was <laughs> totally. like, oh, I really want to get that. And then like, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know, you're into, you're like, well, the Stussy stuff's really cool, you know, when you're a kid. And then, and you're looking at that stuff and then you're like, wait, there's this, all this other brands that are associated with skating and surfing and that whole lifestyle that then start to make their way into the hardcore scene. You know, like sure. th- there's all those, there's all those connections as well. I just, I think it's, I think the other big part of all this is is the people who are, who, who can get a little obsessive about music and all that, it, like it really attracts because there's so much, right? There's so many live there's every live recording there is. You know, there's variation upon variation. There's just there's so much in there. And there's also it's a just like the hardcore scene is you make so many friends, you see all these people, you travel like crazy to, you know, all up and down the either the East Coast or the Midwest or wherever you are on the on the West Coast, you travel to those shows too. You're like, oh, so and so's playing in, you know, Connecticut. All right, get in the car, you know, like
0: mm-hmm
2: so there's that too with the dead scene and it's just there's so much there's so many similarities and there's so much familiarity with that whole thing that i the people that i saw that transitioned from the hardcore scene into the dead world were like after a while they just got i think they never stopped really loving that hardcore world i just think they it got like a little bit exhausting to them at times. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I see
1: I see bands that'll that'll come through. I'm like, oh, I got to go see them. And then, like, it gets closer and closer, and you're like, Ooh, it's late, and yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to stand in the back, because there's no chance I'm going up front anymore. And, like, I just, like, yeah. I don't really want to get my, like, clothes dirty. It, and, like, you know what I mean? Dude, like, it's like a whole thing. I-
2: 100% agree. I completely understand that. That because you're just like, oh my god, I'm just so tired. Like I'm tired. Like yeah. at the it's end of the it's a whole day, it's a whole
1: night out, and yeah. I might get the shit kicked out of me for drinking a beer. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it, I just don't know if I can do it, this. It,
2: it, it, exactly, and it just like you know, I I I felt that for for many years, and that, I again I go through I go through big waves too with that as well, where I'm just like, I want to see everything, and then other times where I'm like, I don't care. I do not yeah. care <laughs> if I ever leave It's the on house. YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> if I ever leave the house again, I'll be fine. But then, you know what it is though is like once I actually really push myself to kind of go um then I, once I'm there I'm like, "Oh. Okay. This is why I'm here. I get it now. Like I need this is like a re- it's a it's a big recharge for me and I'm kind of yeah, I'm kind of sure. I'm kind of due for that post um post these uh the summer Den company shows like there were a couple of things that yeah. I wanted, like this is hardcore happens here in Philadelphia and of course it right, yeah. was you know I wanted to, there were a couple bands I really wanted to see like mindforce and end it and, and stuff like yeah. that and I it, but it was like it was like I have, like I just like I, there was something I just couldn't I just couldn't get myself out of the house it <laughs> just yes, like yeah. it was like a mental block which is yeah.
1: hardcore is missing out on a revenue stream where they sell me a ticket that is triple the price, but I get to stand in an area, not get judged, and I can sit and watch the band uh-huh. <laughs> in a chair. <laughs> that's that's a revenue stream that yes. I will. I, I have the money now. <laughs> I don't care about the fairness of the ticket price. Yeah. Like I'll sit to the side so they don't have to see me. I just want to watch too, but I don't yeah. want to yeah. be involved. Yeah.
2: Or I want like exact times for things. I mean, I'm all look. I'm all. Yeah. For, oh, I, yeah. I'm all for showing up. And supporting all bands. I think that's really important sure. in this world. Sure. But at the same time, there's also part of it that's sort of like, can you tell me what time you're, like if it's a festival like can you tell me what if yeah. like, i have yeah. to
1: watch them tear down their own drums yeah. this this is taking too long yeah. <laughs> like, i want to make sure like yeah. i can get
2: in and out you know i mean you know the places like things like this is hard they're very good at that they'll be like this time this time this time and like and i've done that before where i'm like okay i'm going in at eight because i know that they're set this you know start at 8 15 and i'll you know mm-hmm. see yeah. what i need mean to see and then you know and then i'll decide whether i want to hang out or 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 leave um Absolutely. but yeah it's the you know there's there's
1: all that too. No wait wait we where, we digressed. Where did we go? We digressed here? but I also I kind of want to throw it in reverse anyway. Okay. You're so you're you're let's let's I I'm interested in how you got into this stuff in the first place cuz you're from you said you're from like born and raised Philly?
2: Uh outside of Philadelphia the suburbs you know people will get angry. i okay. are
1: not from Philly. Oh,
2: I'm you know understood. I'm oh, a
1: Chicago uh, so I understand.
2: Yeah. I am uh I currently live if I could, if I walk down the street from where I live right now I will be in Philadelphia City limits. um I still okay. I, you know I don't <laughs> say I live in Philadelphia I live out right up, right outside of the city um yeah. I grew up uh you know 25 minutes from where I am now uh so and that's like a 40 minute train ride into Center City Philadelphia so yes I but I but I did all of my record shopping skateboarding you know uh show going Mostly in uh, in in Philadelphia and in uh, also in Trenton, New Jersey, which was like an hour
0: away. Oh, Okay,
1: yeah. Well, and it's like like what's it like growing up in Philly? And I'm I'm really only asking because like my my opinion on Philadelphia literally is entirely based on like hardcore music. Like I know <laughs> things about it, but it's based on like. That and, like, I know it has a great, like, or it, it did, I don't know if it still does, when I followed it, it had, like, a great, like, queer punk, like, uh, scene that was super cool. Like, so it's, like, I know that those scenes exist, but that's literally how I know anything about the city at all. I've, I've been there once, but it was in and out. You know what I mean? I so, mean, like, I really don't know anything about it.
2: It's a great, I mean, it's a great city. It's one of the reasons I sort of never left this area is just because I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, uh, at that You know, at that time, which is interesting. So, you know, Philadelphia has had in the 90s and the early in the 2000s, such an incredible amount of um, really great hardcore bands, like tons of them. Yeah, Um, absolutely. But prior to that, while we had some. It was spotty. There were a lot of bands and a lot of people that kind of came from, you know, there was like, you know, McRad and Pagan Babies and. And earlier than that was Eye, and there were and there were a ton of other bands. Like there were a ton of other bands, great bands on. Like um, if you listen, like there's that eighty two comp called um, Get Off Our Back, which is like a great oh, yeah, great yeah. Philadelphia yeah. comp. And then like um, then there was another one later on that was of my era called uh, Discpan Hands that had a lot of bands on as well, like mm-hmm. Anthro- this band Anthropobia, band Circle Shit, um, uh, tons band called Tons and Nuns, which was actually my sister in law's band. Um, no, no way. but like, um, you know, at that time I felt very much like, like, where are all the Like, like, how come we don't have as many bands as like, you know, all like, I mean, you know, Jersey had good bands, like, cause at the time it was like turning and release and, yeah. Yeah. um, a couple, you know, a bunch of other, you know, straight edge bands and other hardcore bands, but like it. You know, it was, but it was also what was great about that time was everything was so incredibly weird and weirdly varied in terms of um style. So, like, yeah. it you know, it's like you know, Peggy Babies didn't sound like McRad. That didn't sound like you know this band, Stepping Razor. That didn't sound like um, you know a uh, couple other, you know, a million other bands that were around at the time. They all had a very sort of distinct. And they weren't necessarily like, you know, hardcore, hardcore, even though they were sort of in that scene. Um, so it was interesting to me to watch a lot of bands that really helped reestablish Philadelphia as a, um, a city that could kind of turn out some fantastic, um, Hard punk and hardcore bands which was great to, you know because I as a kid I always felt like there was I wish there was more and like you know my friends had a, had a band and a, there was there were plenty of bands but it didn't feel like we were like no one was touring and no one was really pushing it out there in the same way until like the 90s with like you know a, a bunch of other bands that started to really bubble up which I thought was really exciting.
1: Um, Do you feel that, like, like what was your moment of, like, being like, this is the place for me? And and I mean that in that, like, I feel like there's one or two, there's, there's like two moments for me where it was, like, the first time I heard, like, a Fugazi album that really, mm. like, changed my mind on, like, what the whole thing, like, what general, like, punk could be. And then it was also, like, going to the a show for the first time. And I don't know who was on the show. It was a bunch of bands that absolutely did nothing mm-hmm. that were just in my general area, yeah. but it was like seeing it all for the first time or like feeling it for the first time. Do you have like a moment like that? Do you know like what, what, what first, like, you know, when you knew your home a little bit? Well, I,
2: I so it oddly, like i had always been really attracted to it in some way. And because it was like scary, right? Yeah. Like yes. yeah, yeah, there yeah, was yeah. this yes. there the, from a distance, there is this, sort of it it's really intimidating. Um especially when you're a like a like a, a little kid. And like yeah you know I when I was probably eleven, there was like, you know, the clash was on the radio because they had that big, you know, combat rock was a huge record. So I was like immediately like, well what is this? Like this doesn't sound because I was into like I was into like the police and the Who and Rolling Stones yeah. and like that kind of stuff, and 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 it, and, and it had been really or like really young, like five, six, like obsessed with kids. So, you know, hearing the Clash and I was like, well, what's this? And I remember going to the record store and picking up because they didn't have Combat Rock, but they had. My dad said, well, I owe you a couple because I had asked for a couple records for my birthday, and I was you know mm-hmm. you know ten or eleven years old or whatever I was. And I picked up London Calling, and he was like, he looked at the record and went like, I I, I can't buy you that. I go, I'm, like, I'm looking <laughs> at him I'm like, well, what's wrong yeah. with this? The guy's just smashing his yeah, yeah, yeah. face, you know? Like, what's the deal? Like, he was like, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, I can't, can't buy that.' that. Like, because okay, it was like
1: too edgy? I guess so. I yeah. guess so.
2: so and, and around that same time, so I would go into like, my mom would go shop at Marshall's and connected to Marshall's where I where I grew up was there's was a little record store. And like yeah. I'd pop in there as my mom would shop in Marshalls and I'd be like flipping through the records and I remember pulling up um the Let Them Eat Jelly Beans comp. And this was probably oh, like yeah. 80, you know, this is probably like 82. So I like yeah. I've I, so I've always it's just this weird thing where I've been like, I, I had no other choice. Like to mm-hmm. kind of be in this trajectory. And I remember picking up and I remember looking at all the bands in the back and I've been like, this is super cool. Like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what's going on. I just like, I'm attracted to the way it looks. And these band names are crazy. Like who, the who are the dead Kennedys? Who, what are the bad brain? You know, like it was like, yeah. what's happening here. And, I remember my mom coming in to get me, and be like, "I go, can I get this?" And she goes, "Absolutely not." (laughs) She's like, "No," you know, like it's just like that's just a flat out no. And I was like, I was like, "Oh man!" And I see the kid behind the counter go like, like look, and like, why is this little kid like pulling that record Mm -hmm. out and asking his mom if she can, you know, buy it for him? (laughs) And so. But it didn't – it wasn't until – so, like, I'd always been sort of attracted to this stuff in some way. And then it was, like – it wasn't until I got, like, into – like, really into skateboarding. Like, I'd always had skateboards, like, they were – but they were, like, you know, from from sure. the toy store. Sure, and yeah. But when I got, like – at 13 years old, I got my – for my birthday, I got, like, a real deal skateboard. Went to the skate shop, local skate shop that was also a trophy store. Um, which cool. was really great. Like it was great. It was called Ambler. Do you remember what it was called? Yeah. Ambler trophy.
1: Sick. Um,
2: yeah. And I, the building, I know where the build. like the building is literally like 15 minutes from where I live now and I'll drive by it all the time and I'll be like, oh man, that was such a, yeah. it was such a great spot. Cause it was run by this like super grumpy old dude named Norm. And he had a huge, like massive cat that would just sit on the on the counter as you mm-hmm. try to be like, I want those wheels and those trucks. And the cat would just sort of stare you down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'd try
1: to pet it because I had cats at home and I was really
2: into cats. Yeah. And I'm just like, hi! And you'd just be like, Rah. And be like, okay! All right. <laughs> yeah. and, and it was just such an interesting experience because it was like this old, grumpy guy that like chain smoked. And if you uh-huh. like, tried to ask him a question before he was ready to talk to you, he'd be like, I'm getting to you in a second. You're like, like, it was such a traumatizing yeah. experience. Um, be like, I need a 360 oval dome. He's like, hold on. And I'm like, ah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> He's like, yeah, not into yeah, it. Yeah. No, not at all. He was just yeah. like, he
2: was just like these fucking kids, you know? And I, so like, I went, picked out my skateboard and then like was like, you know, picked up like a trans world and, and was reading that. And then I eventually picked up Thrasher. And when you, you know, looking through Thrasher, it's like, yeah. oh, they're covering all these bands. And you're like, oh, wait, this is the stuff that I've been trying uh, to have my parents purchase for me for years. But yeah. just like, and the thing is, they're not, they weren't like ultra, like that's the devil's music. Like it wasn't like that at yeah, all. It was yeah, just yeah. like, I think it's a little advanced for your age. Sure, you know? sure, sure, sure. Like that's Brilliant. what it was. Like, you know, they were all support. Like they were buying me kiss records for my birthday and makeup sets for Christmas, you know, the whole, the whole thing. Like they were, they were totally, um, they were totally cool with like the craziness of Kiss. They thought it was fun. Um, yeah, but you know, a it band is. like the Dead Kennedys might put off
1: a parent at you know the iconography yeah. of dead kennedy's feels i don't even know what it, i don't i guess i've never even looked into it it feel it looks like that whatever that thing is that cross with the the, the, the dk yeah yeah i, I like it I, I like i never put together even what it was i just thought it. i knew guys that had it on a shirt that were in high school sure. and i was like god that band kicks ass i'd never <laughs> heard of it i was just like that's i know it. those guys kick ass i know that shirt kicks yeah. ass Well, that's and, the, I mean, that, and i want which it which is
2: the power of what a good logo design can do for Mm -hmm. a band right it can elevate it that much more yeah um so once i got into you know once i got into skateboarding you you meet a lot of kids you you know you're out and then all of a sudden it's like everything starts changing so sure so rapidly it's like hyperspeed like all of a sudden you're just like well what are these bands raining out who's got this tape and like you're like putting the word out when in school like and then kids are you know coming to like i remember this kid had it was an art class and he had a copy of dead kennedy's plastic surgery disasters and he was like and he was like you gotta listen to this and i was like oh wait i've heard of this band. and i put the headphones on and i was like ah like it was like literally what yeah it was like that kind of like thing but then i was like so intrigued but then you know yeah, that yeah. thing happened quick then you're like well you, then you're like well you're listening to it you're like well i'm not gonna like because i was never that person where i was just like i'm I'm dyeing my hair pink and I'm going to go crazy. And I'm going to wear like a, you know, leather jacket. Like that wasn't me at all. And I was like, well, somewhere in this, I've got it. I see other people that look normal, right? Nor quote unquote normal. Right. Like it's, sure. they don't go like, they're not putting on the full punk costume. And it was like, I was like, Oh, look at this. Like seven seconds, Meyer threat. Like all of this kind of stuff was like, Oh, like, this is really cool. Like, it was that kind of like, that was really like as much as I liked, you know, I was listening to like, you know, the first couple things that I got my hands on, which were like dead Kennedys. And then I think like suicidal tendencies and trying to think what else, but then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, like seven seconds walk together and minor threat out of step in the the first two EPs. And then, um, was like, Oh, this is wow this is cool but like okay seven seconds is still around minor threat's gone what else is happening now and then like i start and then i was like oh then i got like bad brains rock for light because um i guess i went again it's one of those things went to the record store with my mom you know went to the mall with my mom to go to the record store and they didn't and i think like I against I had just come out and i was like well they don't have that so i'm gonna buy this other record this other bad brains record which was rock for light. And I put it on and I was like, what the, wow. Like, it was just like, what? Like, yeah, it was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. total.
1: Are you serious? Yeah. Like
2: t- just complete ch- game changer. Com- and I was just like, Oh wow. Okay. And then, you know, that, that sort of during that time, like that excitement of, of like, well, what's this sound like? Well, what's this sound like? What's this sound like? You know? And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then when you start like, you know, buying zines and then seeing like, okay, there's like, there's a scene in every city and you see what's happening and you see that, oh, there's local bands and there's this mm-hmm. and you, that mm-hmm. builds and builds and builds. And I was, you know, from, and from that point, right from 86, probably to like 88, I tried it all of 86 and 87. Like we got to go see, cause my friends were getting into it all at the same time. I had another good friend of mine yeah. who was a little bit more advanced than me. Um, in terms of just like, you know, he'd lie to his parents mm-hmm. and, and say, he's sleeping over at somebody's yeah. house and, and sneak out. You need you know? those. Yeah. yeah. Like and, and, and I wasn't that kid at all. I was too like, I can't lie to you. Like I, I would just be immediately be like, you know, in confession mode, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and, and not like I would even get like, not like, again, like my parents were not super strict. They gave me a lot of space. Like I was, you know, hopping on yeah. the train at 14 years old to skate in the city. Cause they grew up in the city, you know? And so, so yeah, they were yeah. just, and then my mom, you know, it, it was taken that, you know, was taking the uh, bus into, you know, to run errands at 10 years old. So she was just like, Oh, you're 14. You're totally grown up to go do that. You know, (laughs) Yeah, Um, it's time. (laughs) But like, you know, uh, there were so many things happening, but there weren't a lot of matinees. So, uh, you know, there were all these shows happening and I'd be like, I really want to go to this. And my parents are like, you can't at 14. You can't, we can't let you go to like North Philadelphia, and be there like two (laughs) o'clock in the morning. We just like in good conscience. Uh And I'm like, I, and I, I, I was reasonable. I understood that. Um, but by the time, then they started doing in, in, in the, in like early 88, they started doing, um, some matinees. So then I was able to kind of, um, start getting to shows, which was awesome because I could like hop on the train, you know, be in the city in the early afternoon, the show was at two. It was done by six. I was home, you know, for, you know, for dinner or could, you know, scrounge yeah. up, scrounge up, whatever was, you know, like my mom would make me a plate, you know what I mean? Like it was like that kind of thing at like 15 years old. So that was, um, that was, that was, that was big, um, to be able to finally like get the shows and stuff. At
0: that point. Yeah. One thing that you're, you're touching on and it's like, everything back then the world felt so much more condensed Mm. and your whole life was based on like your immediate surroundings like you said you're going to school saying you know talking like hey if anybody out there has this tape and somebody's making you a copy and they're bringing it in and you're going to the record store and you're you're kind of bound by like what you could physically see in front of you you know Mm -hmm. and I experienced just, like, the tail end of that before streaming and media fire links and and all of that. And I really feel for people who are getting into a quote-unquote scene now or, you know, coming of age and, like you said, being out of the house a little more. Plenty of freedom. They're riding their bike places. They're going to the skate park. They're doing all these things. But everything is so immediately available at all times. And, you know, kids now, they all have cell phones and stuff. But, like, all the things you're describing are things that I – I hold most fond in my heart. Like <laughs> you're talking about like when I got my first car, I had like three CDs that I burned and I know them front to back and those will forever hold a special place in my heart. But it was because I didn't have an iPod and stuff. I yeah. had like, I got these three CDs
1: and these are what play in this player. And the other rest of them are, yeah, I, know, I know front to back records. I don't even, well, I wouldn't even tell you. I like, I just know just them because they that. were car oh. CDs for a hundred
2: percent, you know, like, it, it, like that kind of like, yeah, like that kind of getting in your car and put, you know, I, my first car had an a just had an AM radio in it. Um, so I I put like a little cassette boombox in the car, yeah, <laughs> so, yes. listen, so we could <laughs> listen to stuff as we went. Then I eventually yeah. I eventually saved up my you know money and put a and put a cassette deck in the in, yeah. in the car. Um, which, you know, which was, which was uh, just such a game changer, but I only had money for, um, two speakers. So those were in the front door. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I see. I, <laughs> see. I understand. So anybody anybody <laughs> sitting in the back was just like, what? what's that? You got to turn it up. Can you turn it up a yeah. little yeah. bit? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but so, yeah, like, you know, that, that time of like, sort of a tape trading, like you know, record shopping with your friends and the economy of, listen, if you're going to buy these three or four yeah. records, we can't double up here. Like, I'm going to yeah. get these. Yeah. Nobody should get that record as well because we all have to you split know, it. Yeah, like, what are you getting? Pull okay, what together. are you getting? All right, what are you getting? Come back from the record store. You have your tape brick. And everybody would just, it was just like a recording session of just like listening to the (laughs) record and and dubbing, 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 you know, 2 you know, uh, on a 90 minute cassette, you've got two full LPs and then two seven inches that fit on after each one of those records on either side.
1: Um, Sick. Yeah, yeah. We we had guys walking around with in the in their backpacks you'd have you'd have the 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 two CD ROM the, the CD burner where it was just like the piece where you could plug it into a wall you put the top one in it would make the top one like the so we'd do it outside of shows oh, so we don't find a place to plug it in we go to like the Wendy's next door plug, plug that in. bitch in and we could like <laughs> oh cool now we got one too and the thing is to be wow. fair like I know we probably should have been paying but we only had so much money yeah. and we wanted to be into the band you want to be involved so, yeah of and it was like and it was like we never like we weren't selling them to each other we were just like we have ten dollars that means we can get two that means two of, now three kids have that cd yeah, <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. no it's
2: so i mean that's the thing is though and that's the way all that stuff spread and the way it got popular and the way these bands build up followings is because
1: you know that how else would you know how, the words yeah. and you didn't want to get your ass kicked for it, not knowing it, the words exactly exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fucking nerd. yeah Exactly. I. When did it start to kick in? Like, when did the obsession, because I I have to assume you've got it the same way we do, is, like, the obsession with, like, the merch and iconography and everything, like, obviously, like, coming from Kiss to this, but, like, Hardcore has this in a serious way. In fact, I'd say the first, like, when it really connected for me i went to a sh- this was an early show but it was one of like the first times i went to like a bigger one where there was like you know it's one of these shows where there's like 10 to 15 sure. local bands on the on the on the docket you start at four and end at two <laughs> and it's like i remember going and i was looking around like all these there's all these tables they had all the merch and stuff and i was like asking questions and thank god that like people were like i had moments where people were like nice back and were a dick cuz it would have crushed me in the moment <laughs> but it was like i remember seeing I knew Thrasher because I was into skateboarding first And then I knew Like Hatebreed was a thing And that kind of looked like the Thrasher logo And then I saw another, there's another band that like Had taken clearly Those things and just done it again and I was like how did you guys do this? And they were like, Oh, we just did it on the computer. We made it look like the Hate Breed logo. And I was like, Huh. And I was like, So you're telling me that the machine that I play Doom on can do other things? <laughs> <laughs> so that was first <laughs> mind blowing. And then the thing I was like, And then how did you get it on the t shirt? Because I guess I've just never, never done these yeah, gymnastics yeah. in my head. And they were like, Yeah, we just have like a thing in the garage, like a screen printing setup, and we just like make them. So we made like 10 of these. And I was like, yeah. Okay, well, I want this. That's number one. And then there was also like zines. And I'm like, so you're telling me you guys just, like, write about the stuff going on here? And they were like, yeah. And then we just, like, printed it, like, Kinko's. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, none of these things connected for me until I'd seen it, you know, the, for the first time. Yeah. And then it was like, that was... I wanted to be on that side of the table. In my mind, what I do for a living, I'm still on that side of the table sure. now. Yeah, and it yeah, was just like, different. I'm just doing, I'm selling different things, but this is how it started. It was like, I wanted to make the logos. I wanted to make t-shirts. I wanted to make zines. I wanted to just make stuff around a scene and then I could like facilitate it. Cause yeah. I, kn- uh, I, I'd, I'd know the stuff uh, cause I was good at being up uh, like obsessive. A hundred percent.
2: Like uh, it, it basically was kind of that way. For me, because I, you know, I always had sort of an art uh, leaning and -hmm. like to draw and all this other stuff. And I was like, wow, this stuff's really cool. Like, how can I be involved? You know, from from the very beginning, it was sort of like, okay, well, how can I be involved? Well, uh, you know, I don't think I'm going to learn an instrument. I don't think I'm going to do this. And then my my friend of mine, my next door neighbor was just like, well, we should do a zine. And I went, yeah, oh, okay. I'm like, well, what do we know about that? It doesn't matter. We just do it. Like, we'll just do it. I'm like, okay. And yeah. he was the one yeah. that was sort of like, like, let's just do it, let's just we'll figure it out. You know, like you have access to a photocopy at your dad's office. Like, I can probably get some copies made too. We will call these bands up and interview them. And we're like, I'm like, great. I'm like, I just want to do the cover. I want to do the artwork. I want to do whatever. Um, I'll review some records that we, we bought, like, we weren't getting things yeah. sent to yeah. us, you know? Um, and I just, yeah, we just wanted to be, I wanted to be involved in some, in some capacity it, it, creatively. Um, now granted, we never really made it like we did. We never made it past one because we realized this is actually really hard. Um,
1: yeah. and, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: and yeah. the momentum beyond that. And then, uh, another friend of my, another friend who was involved in the first one, decided to go off and do another one and I was just like, well, I can help you a little bit with like, I'll do the cover, I'll do this, that, and the other thing, but it was really his thing, but I was still like, involved in a way, but I always wanted to be involved with bands but like, I just I, you know, I wasn't the kind of person that was like I'm gonna go up to a band and go you guys need artwork, you know, like everybody always had like, yeah, so yeah, every band yeah, yeah, always yeah. had like a friend involved or whatever yeah, and that was yeah, the way it worked you know yeah either like a bandmate or a
0: bandmate's little brother or a cousin you know what i mean exactly like my friends had, had the know how yeah, my yeah. buddy
2: who i did the i did the zine with he played he, he formed a band with uh, with the other friend who did the other sort of helped us with the zine we did some other stuff and and then that was like okay well this is my you know look i'll just do the you know, the art for you guys. I'll make the flyers. I'll do whatever. Cause it'll be, that'll be my involvement because I, you know, I know I'm not going to learn an instrument nor, and I'm too, too timid to actually sing. So uh, this is, this'll be the way I, you know, in involved in everything. Cause I was looking at all these record yeah, covers, yeah. This stuff is so cool. Like it just every, you know, all of that stuff, everything about that, just, it just immediately resonated with me. And I, and, I can't totally put my finger on it but it it I just it was just a huge um
1: it was then thing. and it is now it's yeah. just like it's I don't know I don't know how to pinpoint it either like why I'm still obsessed with it other than it's like it's still really cool yeah. it never yeah. wasn't cool you know yeah. what I mean like there's never been a it didn't die really it it evolved but it didn't die and it, like it's still a lot of the guys that are doing cool stuff now are like, they're definitely just doing like kind of that late eighties, early nineties, like vibe. And it's like, I just, I just think that there's some, there was something that happened that like, and I, it happens now. And then where you're just like, I, I don't know where to even begin. what Why I think this is so is. cool, but it's tough and it's, but it's inclusive. And it's like all the lines of thinking are like nice and positive, but they coming through in a rage way, which I've, I've felt and feel and understand. Yeah. And like, obviously they were taking enough, um, they knew how to like merchandise it in a way that like I wanted it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just, you want to own pieces of it. You want, and it was like, it was, it was like, you're proud to be a part of it in some way, which is like hard to describe. Like, I don't think that exists with most other types of music is like that. You're sort of a, you're part of a bigger piece of history with it rather than it. J- like you're feeling like you're participating inside rather than like just a fan of it. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Well, cause you, cause you can easily have a con- like, I think there's an E you can make an easy connection to all of this stuff too. And most of the people in the bands aren't untouchable, right? They're not, they're not, you know, these massive rock stars, they are around and kind of available. And even if like you DM the band and say whatever, they'll be like, cool, man, thanks like that, like that accessibility, that accessibility from even back then to now, like, you know, we approached you Know, uh, we approached bands that we were seeing and be and go like, hey, like, you know, we're doing a zine. Like, would you want to do an interview at some point? Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, it was very yeah, like, yeah. no one ever said no, you know, like everybody just went, yeah, sure, just you know, here's my phone number. Like, when you, you yeah, know, yeah, you know, you, you know, we'll get on the phone or you come, come see me, come to my house. You know, we did that, yeah, we, come we, over, bro. we did that for like, you know, for the, the zine that we did, we literally got took the train into the city hopped on the subway went to deep west philadelphia and sat in this guy's it was this, uh, this one uh philadelphia band called eab and we sat in his bedroom and turned on a tape recorder and talked for three hours um and and you know he didn't know us from anybody you know we were like, you know, we were literally like months, if that, into going to shows and, and really being involved. And he just went, Yeah, come over. Here's my address.
1: Here's how you get there. Yeah, it had, it definitely has this accessibility that like so few other things do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I, yeah, I don't
2: really know of any other scenes that are as sort of, you can participate in the same way. And, yeah, and, and, and it's this sort of, and, and the fact that so many people really, at least I think they want to, like, but my immediate reaction was I need to participate in some capacity. Uh, Like get your foot in the door. Yeah. Like just, I just need to, you know, I just need to figure out how I can be involved. And that was, you know, that was, that was just that, that I don't know where it came from. I've never felt like that with anything else, but it was just like this, I need to be involved in. And because it made, because it was just like, they were, it just hit all the right notes, which is, you know, like, I
0: don't know. Just kind of lined up. So I have, this is a perfect segue. I've had something I wanted to talk to you about. I've been, I've been hyped since, since I knew you were coming on the pod Uh and you mentioned it early with Timothy. Do you want to just real fast, give us like a, what you're up to now specifically, you know, like type lettering your involvement with house and stuff like that. Um, yeah, sure. Just like a quick synopsis of what you're up to now. And then there's something I want to touch on specifically.
2: Um, I mean, what I'm up to now is like, I have, um, I mean, I don't, I haven't designed a typeface in 25 Hmm. years. Yeah. Um, Cause I left, I left house industries. I I worked there in the later nine you know, mid to late nineties. I left there in 98, but I still am connected with them. Like, you know, so my email address is still there. You know, um, had we had the clothing thing together, I, I kind of can't, um, pull myself away, but like, um, so I've been, you know, I just, I've been a freelance, uh, designer for the past, uh, six years, six plus years at this mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. Um, and work on, you know, a host of other, you know, host of work for, you know, everybody from, uh, John Mayer to, um, to, you know, Fiddlehead to, um, fish. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, um, and I have a, a part owner in a screen printing company called super sevens with two, uh, with my partner in who is also, uh, my, my partner in uh, play dead, which is our, our grateful dead licensing, uh, t-shirt yeah. company. Sick. Yeah. And, um, and then, uh, that's kind of, that's about it. That's about it. I mean, yeah, yeah like, you know, I'm just, I've just been doing a lot doing stuff for, uh, for K2, um, yeah, been doing stuff Sick. for, um, uh, you know, a couple other, you know, bands here and there. I work a little bit mm-hmm. here and there with uh, universal music doing stuff for bands. Um yeah. That's all I do nice. a little, little bit of everything. Were you ever into graffiti? Do we have a graffiti writer? Um, I was never a graffiti writer, but I was a big admirer of a lot of graffiti writers. I sort of wish yeah. I think that Philadelphia has some of the has the best hand style ever. hundred percent. And yes. I will fight.
0: Anyone who believes otherwise. Um, yep. Yep. No. The, the, <laughs> Phil, the Philly, the Wicket, and all yes. that, and like you know, do, doing a tag that is six and a half feet tall with high pressure cans and all the little flares and shit, and you you can't read it unless you can read it. You know what yes. I mean? Like it's like a whole separate thing. Super, super love that, and that's something leading into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was super into graffiti growing up. Uh, which led me into like a really – I've always been into type. I went to school as a designer. Um, and then midway through college, my buddy who was also into graffiti, we kind of got into like hand lettering and this and that. And we were using house industries and like specifically like Ken Barber, I think mm. that his lettering is like – he was – at that point, he was posting a bunch of like, uh, of like his super clean lettering on tracing paper and stuff yeah. uh, for like workshops he was holding. And we were just like ha- – how does he how does he do it you know and then my buddy and i got into like learning pro- proper vectoring and like bezier curves and doing yeah. all of that like in illustrator and and teaching it to our classmates in school and and we thought that was so cool but then um i met my mentor in school and she had been uh in the typeface font world for a long time um, and she was going to conferences for Google Fonts when we were in school. And she convinced the school to put together a typeface design program. And that was like oh, wow. I had been asking for it. for. I went to Kent State in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to school for visual communication design. Their VCD program is their graphic design program. And um, had a lot of fun and made a lot of friends and wasted a lot of money. But uh, <laughs> I got into typeface design. And so I did that. Like my senior year, got into type design Um, did the front to back, you know, started with like a lettering project and then type that would ultimately accompany that and turned it into like a packaging project, this and that. Um, But I was super stoked on that. And so when, when, when I found out you were a type designer and, you know, obviously everything you do Band-wise is heavily reliant on type, like you mentioned yeah. the logo. Like that's the first thing I think about um, when I think of some of these bands. And me and Timothy were recently just looking through, like, you know, lettering for metal bands, and like even like Tool has a cool logo, the way that they wrap the wrap the yeah. circle around it, and like type is so heavily involved in everything. And I think whether people realize it or not. There's a lot of time a lot of intention behind it and that's that's what you're recognizing like, yeah well it will you know, make it'll make
2: or break anything right like a hundred percent 100 like if you have bad type on a you know a great cover design it's just it's no longer a great or a great photo or whatever it is it'll, it's gonna scream this is bad type it'll you destroy know? your you know your the whole look of everything just immediately um yeah I, I very I don't, I've never really considered myself a type designer. I am, I I am a hack, right? Like straight up, like I, I fell into design. Like I talk about like one of the things that I just sort of like, I, you know, there's, I fell into it. It was a total accident that I Uh even uh have designed typefaces. It was just—it just so happened that when I was in college, I w- was there with Ken Barber, and I was yep. with uh, this other guy, Alan Mercer. Alan was the one who introduced me to Rich and Andy, who at the time yes. had brand design, but then were starting House Industries. And I had, Which- yeah, I had started to design typefaces for school projects. Oh, sick. Like just as, just as you needed them, just kind of being yeah, like, well, I, I
0: know, yeah,
2: just because like, I thought, well, this kind of needs something a little different or I design a, you know, a typeface for a logo, but I would just do the full alphabet. Um, yes. Yes. So from there, it just so happened that it coincided with house industry, the beginning of house industries. And I had said to my friend, Alan, Hey, I have these fonts like that. I've just, you know would they want to put them out like yeah you know yeah. like just and, and then he goes well i'll show them you know let me he's like these are cool like let me show them to them and then yeah i, I got a call a couple days later from andy he's like hey man um i really like what you did like can we put these out i go yeah <laughs> sure yeah, like what am yeah. I, I mean like am am i to say no Hell yeah <laughs> yeah no those are my
0: that's my ip man don't like, don't touch my I letters like, i was like
2: otherwise yeah Sh- can i put these out no because otherwise what's it gonna do it's gonna fucking sit in my uh, on my computer for the rest of my life like <laughs> until you get a new computer to- and then just <laughs> yeah, stay there yeah exactly it's not going to do any like of course you know and i yeah it just was i mean it was as far as i'm concerned it was pure just luck and good timing that that all happened 100%, Yeah. I, I never had any dreams of like, you know, you're talking about doing like Bezier curves and all that stuff. Man, do I have the patience to to draw like the way Ken? Because like Ken has always been an incredible, he was just like an incredible illustrator. A machine, yeah. Yeah, and like, and as he got more into letter forms and when he, like he joined... He was involved in house industries very early on, but he like after he graduated, he went to New York, he worked for a couple of agencies, and then finally he got sick of that. And then there was a you know, as house industries grew, they were like, dude, get down here, please. We will hire you. Like just yeah, it'll be yeah, so yeah. much better. And so he joined, you know, he came on board uh maybe after I had been there for like maybe like a year or two at that point. Um I know we were still working out of what was Rich's old, um, apartment Well he hadn't gotten a building. Mm -hmm. But like, um, you know, he, he was like, when I met him, I was just like, dude, like I have to know, like, I just, he was so good that like I knew like, and I, and regardless of, you know, how talented he is or whatever it was, like, he was just super funny and like, we like totally vibed like immediately. Yeah, Yeah. Um, yeah. But it helped that like, he was really good, and I needed, I needed a couple people, him and, and and Alan specifically too, who was one of the best designers I'd ever seen, like just so naturally talented, that yeah. I was like, dude, if I don't like align myself with people who scare the shit out of me, yeah, I will, I will fail at this because like as much as I wanted to be a designer, and I had forever. I needed somebody like I needed that fear motivating factor of I already knew like I'm like oh, I'm not I don't like this I don't like this I'm not doing but like those guys were the guys that I had to chase in order for me to get better mm-hmm. um and I needed I desperately needed that I needed that like like look you're going to look like a freaking idiot if you're you know hanging this stuff up and it sucks next to these yeah. guys you better work Of course answers, of course right so those were the guys that made me like, like really helped push me forward, so yeah. that I wouldn't, you know, because otherwise I just would have been like, <clears throat> either like, oh, I don't know if I can do this, or yeah, totally, um, totally, um, you know, um, you know, or or like, or I just wouldn't have, I wouldn't have progressed in the manner that, maybe I did at the time because I was, yeah, I literally was like, I lived at home. I transferred. I transferred to Tyler, which is Temple's art school. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. After my freshman year at uh, in Baltimore at Micah, and the only reason I honestly went to Micah was just so I could go to shows in D.C. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was closer. fun. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the fun. I went to a lot of shows in D.C. space and I had Thirty Club, Sanctuary Theater. Yeah, yeah, And that was a great. That was a great time. And I, but th- at the time, now Micah has a filler design program now. But at the time, this was 1990. They just they weren't focused on design at the time. They were very, you know, yeah. painting, sculpting, sculpture. Okay, um, so more like fine arts. They were very, very. Yeah. They were super fine arts. They had a design department, but it just didn't at the time. But Tyler mm-hmm. had a well-known design department, a great portfolio program that really prepared. Like they, you build out these big portfolios, and like they had become known in the industry. So I thought, yeah, well, this is where I want to be. So, and I had done so poorly in high school that like my grades. And SAT scores did not meet Temple's requirements for entry, <laughs> so yeah. so I you know I did the, I did the I did the year in I did the year in Baltimore, and my grades were really good. So then, yep, at that yep, point, yep. they let me into Tyler. So I was lucky. You know, I lived at home. I commuted to Tyler. It wasn't a very far drive, and yeah, um, and I just like I literally like that's all I did. I yeah I, yeah I, I just was it was school it was like I just just really really focused like I wasn't even like I, mean, I was going to show on occasion but I wasn't like doing what I was doing before like I was like no, all right on, in right on. on all in on school and just like I really, like I just I don't it was like this weird like singular mindset of like I need to do it because I felt if a project sucked if i presented something that was terrible like i just felt like that feeling in class you know like when you're like oh dude yeah i didn't spend enough yeah. time on this and it sucks like that and it feeling shows, yeah. and everybody <laughs> yeah, in this room exactly. knows exactly And i'm just like this sucks i yeah that I, I i was i was running away from i was trying to you know i didn't want to feel that so like yeah so, yeah and i and 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 hanging out with Alan and ken um helped me really you know, make or make sure that I didn't continue to feel that way because I was so ungodly motivated. Yeah. Uh, you know, also,
0: it, and you you mentioned uh, Rich and something you touched on earlier reminded me, and that's kind of what segued this in was yeah. you said, you know, now everybody has the access to reach out to bands and they'll message you back and be like, hey, thanks for the kind words, stuff like that. Yeah. I was in school and I was like, I want... To make type, <laughs> and I don't think I can be a sign painter because I don't know how it works. And that documentary of sign painting had just came out, yeah, yeah. which we just interviewed Sam, one of the one of the producers of that documentary a couple weeks ago. Oh, cool. And I was like, well, I, I did just make a typeface font, and I I, I feel that I have the the know how now, you know. Anyway, I reached out to House and Rich wrote me back, and I think he even gave me like a list of. Uh, you know, resources and recommendations of how to further my lettering and all of that. And so shout out how shout out yeah, that, that, sounds, you know, just reaching out. That
2: sounds like, that sounds like rich. He was that guy, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Uh, it's funny. I just, you know, I was looking to clean up my email and I, and I refuse to get rid of the emails that I have from him. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like It's just yeah. like that weird thing. Like, I'm like, no, no. Like I will never get another email from rich. You got to keep him. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, he's passed away, you know, a couple of years ago. Yeah, RIP. And, uh, and so like, yeah. So like, I'm just like, Oh, every time I see this, I kind of smile. And I remember yeah. all the times I just pissed him off. I was really good at it. <laughs> I loved him. Yeah, I loved. Yeah. I loved it. Like we just, yeah. The thing is like, he wasn't that much older than us, but like he, we, because we used to, and we kind of, we, sometimes we called him grandpa because he was such yeah, a, yeah. he was kind of a funny, <laughs> but man, in, yeah, it just, that doesn't surprise me at all that he would have, you know, been yep. supportive yep. And, help- was very... and helpful and all those great things because that's who he was you
0: know. Yeah, and and, it, and he was like, you know, I don't got a job for you, buddy. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> but uh, here here's what I can do. Here's what I can do to help and um also just uh another thing you touched on how you said you would start, you would have a project and then you'd kind of like finish out the project by making a typeface yeah. just just for fun is um I ultimately did get into sign painting oh, and wow. that was actually how I met Timothy here. I painted the signage here at the store. Oh wow. And then Ultimately, we ran a rebrand and I had painted in casual letter form uh, like a brand list, you know, of like all the all the brands that we carry. Yeah. And I basically I took those letter forms, interpolated them out, built a whole font. And then the Canoe Club logo itself is in that same font. Oh, nice. And so we have like internally we have like a, it's it's called Canoe Casual um, so we have that for all of our like assets and stuff. And when we run like sale graphics and stuff, I built A through Z, zero through nine, and like period, and I think just a couple extra little ditties, this and that. Nice. And then uh, a couple years ago, I had a convenience uh, a convenience store mm-hmm. convenience yeah. store uh, job, and there was letter. I did like the when you think of like you know, there's like ice cold beer, yeah. soda, cigarettes, you know that kind of thing. I built out like a really chunky block letter. Um, and then afterwards, built out any letter I didn't use, filled it in, and made like a hand drawn. So it's like kind of organic and not perfectly vectored or square or anything. But uh, kind of reads. It kind of reads like a oh, hand painted font. Anyway, awesome. I just wanted you to think that I was cool, so oh, I, I had to share those. <laughs> you, 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 I just had to share those little you, tidbits to d- you, bro. <laughs> you've done. you
2: certainly you've done the work, Mike. Uh, you know, like you know that's the that's the thing. Like you know. I, do you know going and do just doing that just building the alphabet and 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 making those things like it's just it, not everybody has the motivation to do it or it doesn't even cross sometimes it doesn't even cross their mind you
0: know? I, yeah i think people don't even don't even consider it you know yeah. and and when i'm painting and I, I i try not to paint anymore um i was just doing it on the side and it, so i'm just trying to get back to like enjoying it for fun but when i would paint on site People would be like, hey, what time you guys open? And it's like, motherfucker, this is hard. I don't (laughs) work (laughs) here. This is a hard thing that I've been learning for like six years, you know, like, and by the way, this is how everybody used to have to do it before we could print stickers and shit. Yeah,
2: no, I, 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 I absolutely love that. And I envy like when I watch like sign painting videos and stuff, I just go, oh, my God, like I don't have the steady hand. That that can, mm-hmm. that requires, like, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm just like, and I mean, and you look, if I practiced it over and over, but uh, you have mm-hmm. to be, in order to practice something, you have to be motivated, right? A hundred percent. You have yeah. to be, you have to be a hundred percent. um Like you have to, you have to go all in. It's not just like, oh, I'll cash like certain things you can casually do. Sure, sure. But that stuff you can't just casually be a sign painter. No, you, know? you gotta
0: learn. I mean, yeah. I bought a I bought like a quill, a can of paint, and my buddy had an old stop sign, and I was like, "Cool, I'm gonna, I'm gonna paint all over this stop sign, then I'll paint it again, and and I'll just keep practicing alphabets, this and that." And I, you know, I mixed the paint with the, uh, with the thinner. At this point, I was just using mineral spirits. And long story short, I dipped the brush in. I fucked around for probably five, seven minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this isn't it, not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Threw it
0: all away. <laughs> Threw it all away, forgot about sign painting, completely wrote it off. I'm done. Like it's this is not uh-huh. fun. And then a buddy opened a barbershop and I had committed to the job. So I had no choice but to learn. Yeah. And then I then I then I learned to love well, it. And...
2: Then there's there's that part of the world too, right? Like you almost have to be like, all right yeah, I'll commit to it. And then you're like, I'm not want to let anybody down. So you're like, I got to freaking figure it out now. Yeah.
0: You know, Timothy talks about it here with canoe club. He did, he did that with, multiple aspects
1: um, H- half of what i do in life is i just back myself into a corner and then oh, i'll just then i'm like all right and then i got to fight the way out or it's yeah. i'm going <laughs> to yeah. yeah but for, like it's like but that's a lot of the times that fear is maybe the best motivator you can self create is uh, like yeah, i'm yeah. i'll just the amount of times i've said in job interviews that i I've oh, d- I, d- that. I can do stuff that oh. i can't i never touched photoshop a day in my life and i'm like oh i can edit photos and then i was like I, here's the thing youtube exists so i'm sure i can figure it yeah. out you yeah. know what yeah. i mean as long as yeah. i really need to I'll figure it out yeah. yeah
2: well that's I did that with an internship one time I was in school and the guy was like uh, well gene how well do you know and this was at the time this was a long time ago I was like I, I, at the time there's a program and it's not you know like now it everybody uses InDesign but at the time it was quark Express and everybody goes and the guy goes well how how do you do you know quark I go ah yeah I uh, us figure it I can yeah. get around yeah, yeah, yeah sure you know,
1: a vague answer <laughs> yeah I like
2: I like literally touched it twice in my life. And yeah. so he was just like, all right, we'll do this in Quark. I'm like, oh God, like as a test. And I just, I, I somehow faked my way through it. And I got the internship, yeah, yeah. which was the weirdest internship <laughs> yeah. uh, ever. Cause it was like in this dude's house uh, all summer, yeah. you know, and he would just put on <laughs> movies all day. It was really odd. Um, and it was just it was so weird, cool. but it was like you know it was like you know five dollars an hour under the table. It's like sweet, you know. Um, and I get to design. Take it. I don't have to like I'm not outside sweating my ass off. Great. Um. Yeah. And but I yeah like I and I but I that summer man did I learn Quark Express? I that's all I used, and I was doing, uh, note, notebook covers for like spiral bound notebooks with like you know like the ones that have like. You know, uh, marble patterns and and like yeah for like, like for like Mead yeah for like Mead the company yeah it was Mead <laughs> and like PenTab, were the two companies that yeah. he worked for and that's what I was doing I was doing like the green cycle uh, cover that had like a squiggly tree on it with the recycling logo and I was vectorizing that <laughs> yeah. stuff yeah because he was like I don't know he's like he's like I know how to use the programs but he's like I don't know how to vectorize this stuff I'm like all right I can figure it out and I just and I, uh-huh. I just did it but that but I was but then. I'm glad I did all that stuff because when I was working, when I was doing, you know, professionally, I had to use Quark Express for stuff. And I never didn't really have a class on that in school. So I, you know, I think I figured it out and I just because I BS my way into it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's I told a company I could use CAD one time. Oh, it, was a, it was an internship for uh, um for uh for like a purse company, uh-huh. and I was like uh and I was like yeah like you can use CAD. And I'm like yeah I know how to use CAD. And yeah. I'm like I've figured out every other stupid computer thing. I'm sure I'm through. that's not bad. And then like I literally I sat down at like the office the first time I, I like opened it and I was I've never opened CAD before and I was like oh my god this is so <laughs> much more confusing than anything else I've used. And it's literally the entire internship. I asked I told him I needed to change. Because the light was in my eyes was not true. I needed them. I needed to be turned around so that I could have YouTube open on my phone. (laughs) Back when like iPhones didn't run YouTube that well. Well, so I could just be like looking. I was like I was like searching things like how to make a line. You know what I mean? Like I don't even know. But I designed by the end of it. I designed a full collection, and I called on like old hardcore friends to be like, make it like. Let's just. I'm gonna brand the shit out of these presentations so they're impressed by them. Yeah. Even though like the actual work of like the cadding, if you would have sent that off to get like samples made which we did one and it was fine but it was really simple there's no fucking chance they would have been able to make it (laughs) because i didn't i did not do the work (laughs) i i just got it to look good and then i was like if i if you brand this right it'll it'll sell in the room a hundred
2: percent a hundred percent like if you make it look pretty you're good you know like that's the like you just put a nice little nice little shine on there and you're <laughs> That's a,
1: I will talk very confidently I, yeah, about this, but I don't most know. Most of my
2: is. career pretty much was just like, yeah. gosh, I just like, if I can just make this look like this presentation look OK,
0: uh-huh, then uh-huh. I
2: can just well, s- scoot through this whole thing.
0: <laughs> well, and I'm sure that the people you're typically presenting to I, either in Timothy's situation or in your situation, various clients and the the, pe- the people you're presenting to.
1: They don't don't have the technical knowledge (laughs) anyway. That's why they're paying you to do it. So if you
0: can fake it and the presentation looks good and you're saying it with some gusto and you've got your charisma and some confidence you're good. And then you got some time to fix it afterwards it, after the pres- yes, presentation, presentation, you know,
1: exactly. I'm like, yeah. just get, just
0: get through. <laughs> yeah. How am I, yeah, gonna make I this think work? that
1: that's, and Jeremy, <laughs> I'm sure that you get uh, a lot of this question too. We get it from more of where I get it more of in, in like the fashion perspective, because it's also an industry that's very difficult to like get into. Oh yeah. And it's always like, like, how do you, how do you like, how do I, you know, get my leg, you know, and it's like, I don't know what to tell you besides say yes to literally every damn thing that gets presented to you and just do it as confidently as you can, even though you're not gonna know what you're doing. Like everything I just described is how I've handled every single step of my career of just like I'm gonna say yes to everything they ask me and then I'm gonna do it to the best of my abilities, even if it's not that good sometimes. And I'm just gonna keep doing it. I'm like I just assume once I get in the room they'll kind of like me and I can pitch myself and like, but it's just this. It's this like it's that same compulsion that you said I have to be involved in it I had that about this Mm -hmm. about fashion because it was the only other thing that seemed to translate the same way because it's like an art form that invites you to participate inside of it which is like that one other thing I could think that I liked that was music and like that scene and I was like I'm just going to do the same shit there I I have a compulsion to be involved in it I think if you have like a compulsion to be involved in this or design or anything like that you'll sort of Figure it out. You know what I mean. Like I don't know how to like get. I don't know how to give advice all the time. Other than like, if you're that guy, you'll be that guy. Like, but it's because because you have to regardless. Yeah. So it's like I mean
2: that's the way. Like literally, I was a designer in house or art director in house at um. Well, I've been for a couple different retail businesses, and because I. That's what you know. Post House Industries. That's what it, it drew me into. Like I worked, at, I worked at Urban Outfitters. And I worked for Echo, mm-hmm. and then I worked for yeah. um, I worked for Urban a couple of times. But at one point during my time at Urban, I became the 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 uh, men's um, uh, trend director. Mm-hmm. Well, I, what the fuck do I know about trends? Like you know <laughs> what I mean? But like the thing, the thing was like, I, and I never, I never thought about you know doing that stuff. But I just was sort of into keeping up with what was happening. That was it. Yeah. And I would make myself, I would push myself into meetings on them because I was friends with all the guys on the men's team there. And they'd be like, Hey, we're meeting with so-and-so. Do you want to come in and, and like look at this stuff with us? Oh yeah. And so like from there I was, tra- I, I ended up traveling with their team. I ended up, you know, uh, working with the men's creative director to build, Uh, you know, uh, seasonal trend books that dove into different categories. Mm -hmm. Like, and again, it was all about making it look cool. You know, we were building out these big books, but it's like, I, you know, I didn't go to school. I wasn't like a fashion, I wasn't a fashion merchant. You know, I was a designer, but I just liked, I liked that world and because I was, I liked it and I was kind of obsessive about it. That's kind of where I, at some point ended up because I was just a, and I was also a pain in the ass about like, Oh, you're meeting with these people. Can I see the line? You know, like it was that kind of thing too. Like where I, and I'm not a pushy person at all. I'm usually the one to kind of go fall back a little bit, but, Mm -hmm. but in those situations, because I was so interested in that stuff, I was like, Oh, like, you know, so-and-so what brand is here? Like, Oh, I really want to see that. Or, or, or I would see other things where I'd go, Dude, you can't do that. That looks exactly like this other brand, and they're like, uh uh-huh. yeah. they're like, what? You know, like that kind of thing too. Where you're like, dude, you cannot. Like that would just be bad. You know, like that. We've kind talked of thing with too.
1: people before. It's like it. it, it I think that like. The most difficult thing I have had to do throughout my career and the most difficult advice you can really give is like you have to put yourself out there yeah. and it's going to make you so uncomfortable mm-hmm. and it makes me uncomfortable. It's not really like my natural because my my inclination is always to like – It's a li- I always say that to be in the industry, you kind of need a little bit of like – it's not entitlement. It's like I'm so sure that yeah. I'm right about something that might not be right. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like I'm so like because I grew up I grew up in a conservative in Indiana in a conservative place. I would wear like a blazer to school and get made fun of relentlessly. And I'd be like, "You don't <laughs> understand. This is a certain types of Brook Brothers. I got this," <laughs> of, and it was just so like a I know better than yes. you. So so it's but you have to kind of like have that a little bit yeah. or, and I, or I'd say like the motivator for me was always that anytime I got myself in a position where I didn't feel like I knew the most, it was like voracious to try to catch up. It was like, yes. I, I can't let them get ahead of me because I'm already behind. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like what you're describing is like, you just, you, it's not like I, it's not a situation where like, it's a, I want to know thing. It's like, no, I need to know. And I'm either going to find out because I'm close to it. or I'm going to go home and obsess on the internet until yeah. I know better yeah, than yeah, somebody like, else. Like, yeah you, yeah,
2: you you do a full, deep dive into whatever that is and you're like because you just can't help yourself right like there's that part where you're just like you know i i am going to research the you know north carolina made oxford cloth You know, button down that that the factory that you know that Brooks Brothers uses, but also Beams uses, which also you know, like like when you just like you're just like going down this rabbit hole of all this stuff, where you're like, I you know, yeah, it it's it it's it's good it's good, and it's a little (laughs) bad because it's like because you put those blinders on, and all of a sudden you're just like. I need to know, but I'm you know, but I'm in the same way. I'm the same way about music as well. I'm not like a record collector. I don't need every variant of everything. But man, you better believe if I know that there was a session by a band that I love that has never been released, I it's literally in the back of my mind all the time. Where I'm like, I must hear this. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and yeah, I'm, and I, yeah, and I'm and I'm and I'm talking to people. And email like do you, have you ever heard this do you, do you know anything about this do you know do you know where I can get a copy like that kind of that kind of obsessiveness unfortunately kind of starts happening which I mean there are worse things right but it it, it becomes a little like you kind of ha- I have to be like oh gosh I'm gonna come off like a total psycho here.
1: Oh, it's like when when the first time that somebody was like, yeah, but have you seen that live show, the video, but from the other angle that the guy shot it from? And I'm like, "What?" and I'm like, you and serious? then you made a like, you fucking kidding me? There's another angle. And it's like, you've seen it. You don't need the yeah. other angle. And I'm like, I do. I, do. I really I do. do though. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a different camera. It's going to have different it is, sound. Uh,
1: it's like, it's like in my head, it's like a, it's a puzzle with one piece missing. And I'm like, well, great. Now I didn't know that that was missing before. And now that I do, I, I, the whole puzzle might as well be thrown yeah. away. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, Um, yeah, there's a,
2: I know I have a list. I mean, I literally have a list of things that like a handful of things that I'm just like, okay, like how do I hear these things? Um, but, you know, it's been Jimmy,
1: it's been a true pleasure. And I feel like I could I could I easily have 300 more questions for you. But at some point, I don't want to monopolize too much no, of your time. That's OK. We do. A, we do a piece at the end here where we just sort of ask like a random question sure. normally, like we get like a hot take. Now, he normally I would go a little bit more like, you know, like what's your favorite Taco Bell? Yeah. But I do. I kind of need to know this from you. Sure. Is there a, ba- a single band? Uh-huh. That has you think the best logo or iconography.
0: We and before before you say Jeremy, debated we this just talked lot.
1: about it. I think a week
0: uh, a week ago on the pod or two weeks ago. So I have we have some in mind as well, but we're really curious what
2: you. Yeah, think. I. So here, I mean, I think the one that really that I can, will continue to go back to, and the band that I am have been obsessed with since the first time I heard them as the Misfits.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's such a, oh man. You can like them or dislike them. It's kind of, it's just like the Grateful Dead. Like you can, I've heard people like them or don't like them. The iconography is just so fucking indisputably cool that like you you can't fuck with it. And the
2: dead would be second. But of course, but there's something about, the way that the Misfits, the way that Glenn in particular, so 77, the original Misfits, 77 to 83, uh, the way that they, I mean, for crying out loud, I, I wrote the, I mean, I didn't write it, write it, but I did, we we did the book on the band. You know, we did the Misfits book. My friend Tom brought me in and we did that Misfits book that basically celebrated the iconography of the band.
0: Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
2: And yeah, I, I didn't get that was like I was engaged and enthralled the entire and it was a process of photographing collections and scanning and all the stuff I loved every second of it because I am completely have been completely obsessed with that band for seemingly ever.
0: Um I so mean, that's, that, the yeah. skull has to exist in every country Yes. On the planet, yes. in some
2: regard, somewhere, yes.
1: but whether people know what it is or don't, but it's, just the, it's yeah. there. Yeah.
2: But just the sort of the genius of taking this 1940s ghost character, the Crimson Ghost, and then turning that into the band's, you know, main feature. Essentially, is yeah. yeah. It, I mean, kind of, just the way, like, just that whole, like, and I'm not even like, I'm not a horror movie guy, I'm not, but there's just something about the way that that was all done and executed, that, and it all comes from someplace else too. That's the thing. Sure. Yeah. Every single thing, every single part of that band, from the the logo, the end logo, there's the you know famous monsters uh, logo, to. The Crimson Ghost to every single album cover, just about like, you know, Night of the Living Dead, the Walk Among Us rec- record, the, you know, the even the, the Evil Live record, which is the undead, uh, you know, uh, poster for the movie. Like literally everything is pulled, but the way it was taken and flipped, it just, I just ne- you just really, you never, you didn't quite see it in that abundance with a band um and just the way it was done was just really really good yeah. you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, so, agreed that's a good one that's that's not one that we
0: mentioned well, What's, when, yours, Chase? Yeah, what's- I, I love the rolling stone tongue wow. i think yeah. i don't care about the rolling stones yes. but i think that tongue is the coolest most punchy Absolutely. bold stands on its
1: own it's it, it's heavy itself. There's it's something kind of like substantial I love it, yes. S- sexual, but not at the same time. Like everything about it it, it reads if you look at it and go, it's not even before even if I didn't know who the Rolling Stones were, the band that it would be connected to is pretty much the roll like it would they look like the Rolling Stones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yes, what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I love I love the no, Rolling fantastic. Stones I,
2: I had I was lucky enough a couple of years ago to do some like Rolling Stones merch. Yeah. And so I got to play with all that stuff. And yeah. uh I was like in heaven. It was just because there's so much good stuff that goes with all that stone stuff. And there are versions yeah. of the tongue. There's so many different versions of the lips and the tongue. And then like, and then sort of tracing back where it came from, which was a lot of people say it's from this one illustrator and I have a screenshot. somewhere when I can't remember where it was from, but there's an original illustration that was done. And then that was, it looks very similar to the, to the mouth and the tongue logo, like, you know, which that's also really interesting to see all that too. I love that whole, you know, correlation between something that existed previously, but not many people really know that. And then the, the, the icon that, that whole, that thing really did. And like, and the fact that it doesn't say anything again, Crimson Ghost doesn't say anything. You just have it on its own, but it's, Misfits, right? The still your you face. You know it, yeah. The steal your face doesn't say anything. It's just that, but man, you know exactly what it is and who it's for. Um, yeah, you know. So, yes, I agree. Rolling Stones, fantastic, as well. What about you, Timothy?
1: Well, I think sort of on that, I was more in the hardcore space. I think, sure. but like. I mean, there's maybe th- there's three that come to mind instantly. Mm-hmm. And I think an obvious one is like Black Flag yeah, has that. They just yeah. have so yeah. many different pieces of like the puzzle that have like, you know, like every, every little logo, every album cover, they all kind of like live almost independently mm-hmm. as design things. Mm-hmm. And, and like, as, as, like punk iconography, that's beyond even connecting it to the band or that yeah. album that yeah. I think is pretty cool. So I like that. I think that, you know, Chase and I both really love integrity, and I think mm, they have, like, yeah. I mean, that, that skull is sort of iconic to yes. me, personally. Yeah. Um, so, And I love, like, the candy bar logo and everything, and yeah. you know, because we were super into like, collecting the different colors when they do different tours and shit. Uh-huh. So, I like that. Um, I'm trying to think of, oh, I mean, I think that, like, Chase and I talk about it a lot, just because, like, uh, the generation of, like, hardcore and stuff we got into, I don't know any single kid. Any single kid that didn't have the Jane Doe Converge shirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. every single person had that, and I think that like it got to the point where kids were wearing it. And I don't know if they'd ever even heard the album. It was just like it was you uniform. had that shirt yeah. because mm-hmm. of that logo and yeah. that like that album cover was so fucking cool that like it kind of like transcended the music a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, also yeah. again. Oh, go ahead. Josh. No, no, no. I, uh, you make a good point
2: in sort of that the transcending of music with is yeah. which is what you're seeing now with like. The Dead, like Nirvana, the smiley yeah, face, totally. right? Like kids wear that. Yeah. They're like, I don't know. I thought this was a brand. It just you looks know? cool. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, like, yeah. So uh, that's a that's a very good point. Is the that transcend? And you, you want to live in those worlds? Yes. Like,
0: I, I was in college, and I was with my friends, and I, and there was a car ahead of us with a Grateful Dead skull, and I was like, What the fuck is that? <laughs> what is the, that is that is so because I did not know the Grateful Dead. Yeah. I did not know the Grateful Dead until moving here. I was like. The fuck is that logo? And they're like, it's a Grateful Dead. You never heard of it? And I was like, would I like it? You know? And they're like, no, you would hate it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I
0: wanted to like it because I want I wanted to wear a t shirt with the logo. I was like, yeah that logo is crazy. Yeah. I want a t shirt. Like, I want I want to be
1: part yeah, of that. Yeah, Jimmy, you but. putting the, the the black flag bars on the Grateful Dead thing. I went. Finally, I get to have both of everything well, I like. You know what so I mean? <laughs> it was. Some,
2: it, you're absolutely right. It was a little self serving because like I yeah. do did love that. The the steal your face, but like would I would I actually wear just a dead shirt at that time? No. But, you know, so it was sort of like, well I can get to wear this and I can still kinda yeah, you know, tie yeah. it back to this other stuff. You know, that was that was part of the whole
1: thing oh yeah because I want to wear grateful dead stuff at the, and I, and the thing is I love like rock history and stuff so i've 80. I've watched the documentaries I've read the books i've I've had people send me different things i've I've yet to like hit a point where I connect with the music and I think at some point it'll just happen I mean there's tons of artists I didn't understand and then at mm-hmm. some point you listen to them you're like oh wait it's I hit it, hit me now which is so i'm sure it will which is a fun point. time isn't it isn't it
2: great when 100%, that great yeah. 100 it's like it's really nothing's cool. better yeah. yeah it's so cool you're like Oh, like you are just the whole thing just opens up and you go. It just oh. comes together, yeah.
1: yeah. Make, so, yeah I'm not, so I'll never write it off, and like I'm obsessed with it because of like community and culture and everything about it is so interesting. And I I think the band members are interesting. Everything about it's cool. Just the music hasn't hit for me, but I wouldn't wear it because I don't want to, you know, because because of the culture we're from, where I'm like uh, still very afraid to be a poser. And sure. I couldn't name songs or shows to you. So I remember when that shirt came out, I was like, "Oh fuck, yeah!" Now I get to <laughs> I, get, I get the thing that I wanted to wear. Plus, I know what I'm talking about. Cause I know <laughs> black flag stuff. Exactly. So I felt okay yeah. for the first time
2: yeah. <laughs> dipping a toe. Yeah, the the um <laughs> the, the the yeah, the the being a poser thing is very much uh, ingrained I think in all of our brains.
1: Oh, absolutely. Point, yeah. yeah. You, the older you get, the more I don't care any longer because oh. I, I keep buying like bootleg like straight edge stuff and I'm like, I don't care. I if they want to yeah. call me out for not being straight edge anymore, you can do that. Oh. That's fine. I was part of it at one point sure. Yeah, sure. at the yeah. important time.
2: Absolutely. I still wear yeah, there's plenty of old straight edge stuff that I have but I still will wear and it doesn't matter. Jeremy, were, were you ever a straight edger? Of course, yes. For many years. Oh, there oh, you yeah. go. Yeah, like you know, in late go. late eighties, yes, of course. You
0: know. Can but, you uh can you recall what you broke on?
2: Um yeah. What
1: did I? I broke like instantly with a Marlboro light. It wasn't even close. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, I when, it
2: was like after I graduated from, I think it was after I graduated from high school. I ended up, you know, drinking, uh-huh. having a couple beers with some friends. And I was just, because I was yeah. just like, okay, I'm over this now. Yeah. I'm going to college. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you just have like, and, and the thing is, it's like one of the, it's one of the more lonely moments I think in yeah. life where you're like, this doesn't mean anything to anybody else, but this no. is a big deal to me and I'm yeah. having it totally silently. Yeah. Yes. A
2: hundred percent. Yeah. You're just like, no, oh, okay. Here, 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 here's where we are now. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, d- I decided I was over it and it was, uh, October and my buddies that I worked at the golf course with were like, oh okay, we'll be over in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and they came over, we ordered some pizza and, and he poured me. Uh, I was like, I want one of those bro. And it's like an Oktoberfest <laughs> ale. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. I had never tasted beer or anything. Great oh, start. I was like 22 and I was like, I want that. And so he, he gives me and I take a sip and I was like, well, fuck, that's that, I guess. That's disgusting. but I don't feel any different. <laughs> you know I mean? oh my God. Disgusting. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. then it took a minute after that. That's but.
2: really, no, that's, that's very, very, that's very funny. That's very funny. No, I think, <laughs> yeah. Like, I had like, I was sort of a, a part of a mass exodus, I think in that of post, course. in that post late eighties into the early nineties, um, every kid like just like everybody I knew that had been strange was just like nope not anymore like as soon as like the summer of 1990 hit it was just like all these
1: kids were, <laughs> we're just, done yeah we're done yeah this it's the, good. the summer of every senior year you'd yep. watch a gang of them yep. leave oh, you oh, know? The and, the, and the rest of them uh, started barbershops or work yeah. at UPS yeah, yeah, exactly. so, yeah. yeah or yeah. work at UPS that's exactly, yeah. it. Yes, that's exactly so they'll for. either be around or they're breaking that's yeah. one of the Well they became graphic designers so. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah yep, yep. <laughs> Jeremy thank you again for for taking the time man we really appreciate uh, you cool. taking the time and talk of to us man. It's, it's it was been, a pleasure we've same. wanted to do it for a
2: while i feel the same it was great a lot of fun so thank you so much
1: of course mm-hmm. man yeah yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk soon you ever need anything you get uh, in touch cool. do you okay. want
0: to do you want to shout yourself out real fast any places for our listeners to find you on the internet uh,
1: just uh at
2: dean's nuts on instagram Still embarrassed about that yeah. name, but I'll say I have to say it. Yeah. You got I uh, own it now, baby. You know it's
1: like the misfits logo for you, man. You're stuck with it, regardless. You have a good day, right, we'll man. We'll talk soon. All right, take easy, guys. All right, peace. See ya. See ya. <laughs>